your your go to market strategy is so important because it's how you engage the market. So I would argue it's it's critical to the entire existence of your company because it is literally easier today to create a product than it is to create re- repeatedly create a customer. Are you stuck spinning your wheels instead of charting a course for growth? It's time to get on track with an expert guided business growth plan. This episode, we'll map out the mission-critical steps every B2B business leader needs to grow their business and dominate their market. Are you a startup founder or CMO trying to grow your brand? There's good news. You're not the first. Our growth team is committed to learning and earning the skills and strategies high-growth companies have used to build their businesses. And now, we're sharing them with you. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. I'm your host, Mallory Kuhn, and I'm joined today by Kevin Barber, founder and head of growth at Lean Labs. Hi there, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing great. Excited for this episode. Excellent. I'm excited for this episode, too. So the title will have given it away for our listeners. But uh, today we're going to be talking about crafting uh, your B2B business growth plan, which, uh, you know, is kind of a lot of the meat and potatoes of uh, of what you know, your role is a lot of the time here. So I'm very excited to, to have you on this episode. Um, let's start at the beginning. Why is it so important for B2B companies to have a strategic growth plan in place? Right. So let's talk about what a lot of companies are doing that's not ideal. Okay. So what a lot of companies are doing that is not ideal is they have a product that they're really excited about. It's a service, a you know, technology, SaaS, it doesn't matter. Uh, and what they're doing is is they're not actually doing marketing. They're just doing promotion. They're just saying, here's my thing. Do you want to buy it? Uh, and, and hoping that people will be as excited to see the product as they were to build it. Right. And when we go out to, you know, thinking about doing marketing, um, what we're doing is we're talking to a market that is far more interested in themselves and their challenges and their needs than your than your solution, right? And, and and if you're expecting them to figure out everything about you to figure out whether it applies to them, you're going to find that your marketing is very difficult, right? So having a growth strategy is ridiculously important. And the growth strategy starts with the market and the way they're they're thinking and the, their their problems, their goals. And, and you can't create demand for your solution cannot create demand for your solution. There's a lot of demand generation, demand creation, talking going on out in the marketplace, and you can't create demand for your solution. But what you can do is you can channel demand. You can channel demand um, by understanding what demand exists in the marketplace for what are the pain points and how do you articulate those? And then how do you then how do you show people how you solve those pain points? And like and like your your go-to-market strategy is so important because it's how you engage the market. So I would argue it's it's critical to the entire existence of your company because it is literally easier today to create a product than it is to create repeat, repeatedly create a customer. That's super important uh, insights, and I, I think that that kind of speaks to one of the key benefits uh, of having that growth plan, which is having that connection, that insight with your ideal customer, what they want and how to speak to them. Um, what are some of those other key benefits uh, that a B2B business can enjoy when they have a growth plan in place? Right. So let's just do the opposite. If you don't have a plan, you're going to have marketing that struggles, right? You're not going to have the sales that you need. You're not going to have the pipeline that you need. You're going to you're going to be always looking for your next deal and 
feeling perpetually unemployed. I have no, I have no customers, right, or no new customers, right? Um, so, so the idea is, is that when with a growth plan in place, of course, you're going to have the opposite. You're going to get to a place where you have predictable growth. You're going to get to a place where you have a predictable pipeline. You can forecast what you need to do from a hiring perspective, uh, both in marketing and in sales. You can get to a place where when you have a growth plan in place that is proven with with proven messaging and it gets documented, you get to where you can replace yourself, right? You can hire someone who who brings in a complementing set of skill sets that can take it even farther than you did. So it's, it's, it's almost the keys to the kingdom, you could argue, <laughs> you know? Amazing. So let's dive into the meat, the meat of this episode <laughs> a little bit. So when you are crafting a growth strategy, right? Like we, we've accepted, we know that we need one um, and that the consequences of not having one can be pretty dire for our brand. When you're crafting that strategy, what are some of the most important things that you need to consider? And I want to start at the beginning. So in terms of your business's current state. So when you're considering where you are right now, uh, how can you objectively evaluate that and use that information to make decisions for crafting your strategy? Right. So there's a few there's a few ways that this could go. So I'll, I'll take it both ways, but we'll try to be succinct. Okay. The first thing that you got to do is you got to understand if you're in a hot market. Okay. So uh, inside of our growth grader, there's a hot market check. And the first thing you got to do is like, are we, in a, we're, are we in an expanding market where companies are coming in and being uh, funded and there's investments and there's growth of new products and it's not just you. And, and I know everyone wants to be the unicorn, but to be honest with you, like having in competitors in your space is a sign that you're in a hot market solving a painful problem. Like, like we want to be in a hot market solving a, make a painful problem when we want to like kind of embrace the fact that we have competitiveness because that means we're, we're probably in the right place. Okay. But then we're going to go, okay, what makes this market hot? Okay. What makes the market hot? Why, why is the market hot? And, and we need to be students of that market. What is the pain point? How does it articulated? Right. How, and, and how how am I solving that problem? And what evidence do I have of the actual, if this is B2B business impact? What is my actual impact that I have made? Because the most foundational and effective form of marketing is just to say, we help this kind of person with this kind of problem get with this right kind of result with this kind of system. Okay. And here is example, example, example of that being true. Example for this kind of business, example for that kind of business, example for this situation and that one. That is the most effective form of marketing is not promising all the things you'll do. It's literally showing off the things you've done. So you could you could take a look early stage. Am I in a hot market? What makes it a hot market? What is the biggest painful problem? It's not it's not the product that makes it hot. It's the it's the problem. We should be excited that there's a huge, expensive, costly, high stakes problem to solve. How well do we articulate that problem? Can we even find that problem on our websites? Or we're we just talking about us, you know? Uh, and then secondly, it, it goes into, okay, once we have that problem, let's talk about the path to a solution. Can you show a path to solution that's not your product? Because what you ought to be talking about is the way to get from where they are with the problem, okay, to their desired end result, right? The desired end result is the kind of company they want, the kind of team they want, the kind of technology stack they want. And then it just so happens that your solution makes getting to there easy. So so what you're going to do is you're going to think about the problem that they have, the ultimate result they want. You're going to craft out the path, how they get there, whether ever they hired you or not, but it just so happens that your solution makes it easy. 
you know? Um, and now what happens is that, sw that switches us into a customer-centric, customer-focused metric because we're talking about them, their problems, them, their goals, them, their path. Oh, by the way, if you want the easy path, you want, you want to take that on the rails, you know, we have a solution that makes that easy. Amazing. Yeah, well, and if uh, listeners are interested in hearing more about, um, you know, solving those painful problems, making sure that the problem that your uh, business is solving and targeting is a deserving problem, we have an episode with um, Chris Dubois about the PRISM model for solving deserving problems. So go into our back catalog, check that episode out for a little more context there. Um, but let's talk a little bit more about how you can build a growth plan. So what are some of the critical foundational elements that uh, every B2B you know, business owner should be including in their growth plan? If you can walk us through some of those key components. Right. So there's some core positioning assets you have to have. Like, so, you know, the, the problem is, is not every small business is going to win. It's just right. not. There tends to be a market leader. There tends to be a differentiated like niche players. Uh, and then there, and then sometimes there's a disruptor, someone who's trying to do it a totally radical way. It's the Uber of taxis, right? And then there's a bunch of small businesses that are generally struggling going for the table scraps of what one or two market leaders and a couple niche players are leaving behind, right? So it's our job to think about the market and how we fit into it. And, and that's a positioning play. We got to look at a competitive landscape. So um, what's happening is you're going to want to look at the problem that your customer has, but then what you're going to do is you're going to want to, and you're going to want to get specific about the ideal customer that you serve best as you can. And then you're going to want to ask yourself a second question, which is what's the problem with the alternatives? What's the problem with the market leader, for example? What's the what's the what's the problem with the brand with that has the largest social media following? What's the problem with the brand that has the what's the problem with the the category in general with how they're approaching the problem? Because if if you can show that not only do you understand the problem and not only do you have a solution, but you're delivering a result beyond what the market is currently offering, you 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 reduce the friction, you increase the speed, or you increased the result, right? Now what happens is, is you can actually talk about what other solutions are not doing, which is another level of the problem. You're now helping guide them to the best way to solve the problem, not just a way, a path. It's like the best path. But in order to do that, you have to do the positioning work of not only solving the problem of your customer, but understanding and articulating well the problem of the market. Like the market's not even solving this right. There's a better way, right? And then what you want to do is you want to develop your brand narrative around the story of solving that problem. And, and something I said um, a while ago was that there's three stories that we tell. There's a story we tell ourselves about what we're doing, why we have a business, what we're trying to build with it, right? There's a story we tell our team about why they're involved with our business and who they're becoming in the process. There's the story that we're telling the market around what this business's mission is, and it should be to eradicate a problem and deliver a result beyond what the market is currently delivering. And then your job, your entire team's job is to make those stories true. Make them true, keep them true, and live that, that path. Most companies have a solution and they want to drive traffic and leads to it. And they haven't done any real positioning around the problem, the problem of the customer, the problem of the market. They haven't done any positioning around how to say it in a customer-centric way. They haven't, the offers are all about what they want the customer to do instead of their offers being about what the customer would really benefit from. Uh, and 
ultimately our marketing struggles as a result. So, so when we're thinking about growth strategy, what we're really thinking about do, doing is tapping into the mind of the customer and guiding them as a thought leader who understands the space. The fact is, if I can be just a little bit critical for a moment, a lot of times your customers know more about your market than you do. They know what your competitors charge. They know what your competitor's demo looks like. They know what your competitor's positioning is. And you don't. Like, <laughs> it's a cool position to win from. Yeah. Well, I think that's important to uh, to talk about the problems with the market. I think that's a piece a lot of, uh, a lot of folks miss. Um, and it's particularly helpful because a lot of the people you're trying to speak to may have tried some of these other solutions, right? They right. may have tried these things and they know they don't work. And if you can speak to them in a way that says, yeah, we know this doesn't work and this is why that's going to, that's going to help and, you uh, in your strategy. Everything stems from there. You want to, you want to create content on TikTok. This stems from there. You want a popular YouTube channel. This stems from there. You want a podcast. That's what you're going to talk about, right? Uh, you want to rank in SEO for what? Solving the customer's problems, showing them that you're a viable alternative, demonstrating the result that you're getting and the path by which you're doing it. Like, this is the game. Amazing. So we want to not just implement a strategy, though. We want to implement a strategy that works. And how do we know whether or not our strategy is working? We're going to measure it. We're going to talk numbers, Kevin. I know you love numbers. Uh, <laughs> I know you're rubbing your hands together. You love them numbers. Um, so let's talk about growth objectives, KPIs, like what metrics should B2B companies be focusing on when they're crafting these types of growth plans? Yeah. So, uh, it's a giant, giant, it depends. Okay. So it depends on where you're at in your growth phase. Like if you do not yet have message market match, which means you have a message that's driving engagements, even if you didn't have a link, people reply. They're like, wow, that's interesting. I'd like to know more Then, then. And you don't have offer market fit. You don't have a, a pipeline of leads coming in, uh, which that also means you probably don't have um, six figures, you know, coming in in the last, you know, six months uh, from marketing. Then, then what happens is, is your metrics are don't stop trying to scale th something that's not working. Okay. And what we want to do is we want to actually intentionally go do some things that don't scale. We want to talk to customers uh, to understand their language. We have the process for this in our growth accelerator. But what we do is we we start thinking about the result that we provide, the problem we solve, the result we provide, the system and path that we're using, right? And we go talk to our customers to extract proof from them. But we're also capturing the words that they use. So we can re-articulate those words to the market and make sure that we know what our core narrative is. That's not a metric-driven thing. That's called a, am I able to have a successful phone call with one person thing? and reuse the words of my past customers to get more customers, right? That's founder-led growth, it, being in the seat of helping develop your brand's narrative, you know? Um, and once you have that six-figure, you know, funnel in place where where you, you, you have done things that didn't scale, you're just trying to get proven traction, not so much about metrics, right? Uh, and, and you're at six f figures in the last six months that came through marketing, not through you know, word of mouth or whatever, you know, it's great to be able to close affiliated sales, but if you want to scale, you're going to need to be able to go out to the cold market and engage them, right? So what happens is, is once you have that, then there's a whole metric breakdown of, of what we need to do. And we talk about creating a self-funding growth. So what it, what it is, is it that the metrics that you need to worry about and be thinking about is what is, what is your current cost of customer acquisition? What does it cost you to acquire a customer? divided 
uh, it compared to what is it actually costing you to acquire a customer? How close are those, right? How do you understand your CAC, your cost of customer acquisition? Well, you take your total cost of marketing, your total cost of sales, and you divide that by how many customers you got, right? That's your total CAC. Now, what's your marketing CAC? We take all of marketing and a percentage of sales that's working with marketing leads, and you divide out the total cost of that by the number of marketing-driven customers you've got. And what you might find is that you don't actually have scalable metrics at all, but from a customer acquisition cost is out of whack. And then that that means you got to go back to this, the, four, the core six assets that they can give you product market fit in the first place. It gives you that that engaging message market match, uh, a, a clear uh, offer market fit that people convert on so that you can actually acquire customer. Okay. Um, and then once you have that, then what happens is is there's there's six metrics. We 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 have taken the pirate metrics that apply to you know scaling SaaS companies like like the Ubers, like the Lyfts, like the Airbnbs, and we have applied that to B2B metrics of higher ticket B2B with sales. Um, and, and the goal and the metrics in that, and it's almost its own podcast, Mallory, but is to, is to think about how do we set up the, the metrics to where we know what the cost of not just a customer is for marketing, but what the cost of an opportunity is and what the cost of an SQL is, right? And then what the cost of a qualified lead, not just any, anyone's email, right? And you need to know the ratio of how many, how many qualified leads do I need to get a to get a opportunity and then how many opportunities do I need to get a customer and where is the friction in my business right uh and and oftentimes what it is is you're able to get a lead but you're not able to get a lead on a demo you're not able to get them on the phone and you're gonna have to work on that metric because that's where that's where it's faltering and when you get that piece fixed then you have to look at the second biggest thing is that the cost of generating lead in the first place normally that's not actually the problem we focus so much on traffic and leads that we're actually doing okay on that, or we're not able to activate them, or we're not able to close them because what we got them to convert on the first place doesn't even show intent for our product. So we have to figure out the friction in the process. Uh, if we go into the, and you could probably Google just Lean Labs, you know, uh, self-funding growth loop. We're, we're doing a number of talks on this coming up soon. Uh, you could probably then talk about the scalable metrics in its own podcast, if that's fair. You know? Yeah. I think that's very fair. And, you know, this uh, all reminds me of uh, of something that I've heard you say before, uh, which is, you know, when, when people come to you and say, hey, we, you know, can you help us scale? Your first question is always scale what? Scale <laughs> right? what? Scale what? You got to make sure that, you know, you have the right processes, the right puzzle pieces in place before you, you know, try, try to grow that. Um, so that, speaking of that, let's get a little bit, get a little bit negative here, Kevin. What are some common mistakes that companies tend to make when they're setting their targets, when they're, you know, uh, attempting to to implement a growth plan. If you have an example of a company you've seen, you know, really make a mistake in their growth plan and then, you know, how they were able to maybe with our help course correct and get on track to better growth, uh, anything like that, uh, any sort of story you can share with us would be really great here. Yeah, so... If I was to say that the biggest problem is, is the biggest problem is, is that we think that we, because we have a great solution that we're excited about, that what we should do is we should set up a website that's about that solution and we should go out and we should drive traffic and drive leads to that solution. But if you look at, you know, Chet Holmes's book that's more than a decade ago, talking about the ultimate sales machine, which is a fantastic book, he demonstrates out expertly 
that the majority of the market is not online today looking for a solution. They're not evaluating a solution. And if you're only going for that customer that's in buying mode, they have already built a relationship with one of your competitors. You're not catching them early enough, right? So that's where we got to go into, instead of expecting to just make people product aware that you do it too, so you should sign up with me. Um, you know, uh, oh, you have this problem and you've seen these solutions. We do it too. So just come check us out and evaluate us as well. And, and because we love our solution, we know you will too. Um, like that is the majority of marketing that I see in the B2B space, right? Trying to drive leads and demos and appointments, right? Um, so, so the common mistake is doing that. And the solution to that mistake um, is to recognize that you have to win them on the problem. You have to win them on the problem. And if you can nail the problem that they have as expertly as the conversation that's happening in their brain, and then you can show them that there is a path to a result and you can demonstrate a result that you have gotten for people and you can show them the path to get there, then seeing how to do that with your product is a natural exploratory step. We haven't done that work. And we're, so we're not demonstrating a big result. We're demonstrating a product, right? Uh, we're not demonstrating it solves a specific problem. Heck, half the times we're not even articulating the problem. Uh, and what happens is, is that the messaging is very product focused and not very market focused. So we got to switch from product insight. Here's my feature and its benefit. Here's my feature and its benefit. That's product insights. If you want to attach, a, 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 draw a cold market in who doesn't necessarily know you, like you, trust you, they're not a word of mouth referral. You got to switch from product insights to market insights. That is the mistake. So we love a good framework here. <laughs> a good framework, a good model. I am, I, and also I think, you know, for our listeners, for myself, even when I'm trying to, you know, attempt something new, put something new into place, having a framework, a model, oh, forget about it. It's so helpful. Um, so what kind of frameworks, models, strategic planning do you recommend for crafting an effective B2B growth strategy? And if you can, you know, I, I, I'm sure things vary, uh, models can be flexible based on individual business needs. So, um, you know, if you can share an example of how to take one of those models and tailor it to the specifics of a business. I think that would be really helpful for our listeners. Yeah. So there's a few frameworks that you might want to apply to this, but let, let's let, let's just do the basic one. This is day one of our growth accelerator. Okay. Uh, it's the RSP formula. It's, it's the result plus the system that you use times the proof. And I'd love you to go get a score. Uh, of your own of your own marketing because that's the core story that we talked about earlier, right? So the 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 formula is R plus S, right? Times P times the amount of proof uh, equals traction. And if you're struggling with traction, uh, if you're if you already have massive traction, you're looking to scale. Okay, we're gonna need to move to a more advanced framework, right? But if you're struggling with traction, then what we got to do is we got to talk about the result that we're providing. Um, to the market. What's the result? What's the tangible business outcome in dollars? Right? What's the business impact in dollars? Where do you state it? How do you state it? What is the result that that you're that you're saying that you can do? And then what's the system that shows it? Can you show them the system? Can you show them the path? Not just the product that fulfills upon the path, but the path, the 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 believable way to get a result. And then what you do is you multiply that by the amount of proof that you have. Not that a customer likes you. Oh, we love them. But you, they actually made an impactful result in their business. Most companies fail that test. And that's why the marketing's falling flat. 
All right. These are some great insights, Kevin. So just to kind of close out here, uh, I want to look forward into the future. So what are some kind of innovative growth strategies, new approaches uh, B2B companies should be considering? And do you see any untapped opportunities that we can kind of clue our, our audience in on? Right. Um, look, please take a information diet. Stop looking for the shiny object, the shiny, shiny silver bullet item. Uh, that that's not that's not the phase of growth that you're in. The for the vast majority, nine nine point two out of ten listeners to this podcast should not be looking for the shiny object of that brand new thing and leverage AI to scale. You, you're not messaging very articulately yourself. You, now you want AI to do it. Like, what are you going to train the AI with, right? So so it really comes back down to the basics, right? And and and. Uh, you know what I would say? I would say if you want to if you want to do it, don't spend a lot of money on the latest tactic. Just go through our playbook for free. It's just a set of videos that go. This is approach to how to get traction in your business. You know, uh, you can do that. Uh, you can listen to this podcast for free. You can. I mean, you can do lots of things without even converting on our stuff, right? Uh, but but the fact is is that you're going to need to become passionate about uh, the hot market that you're in, why it's hot. And talk about the trends that are happening in your own space, problems being solved, the way you're solving it at a at an outsized level above competitors, and what that means for your customer, the customers and the results that you've already gotten, and your future customers that want to get a similar result. If you can get passionate about that, your marketing is going to improve. Amazing, and I think uh, we can share in the show notes here. We can share a link to to the the playbook uh, resource that you had mentioned there. So I think that will be really helpful if you want to check that out in our show notes, guys. All right. Thank you so much for chatting with me today, Kevin, about how B2B companies can craft business growth plans that set them up for success in the market. I really hope our listeners can take these key insights and start getting a handle on their baseline metrics and strategizing so they can 10x their growth. Thanks, everybody out there for listening. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And take a moment, if you have a second, to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast application. It really helps us out. So until next time, this has been Growth Team Radio. Want to grow your business? Trying to find the right path to do it? Well, we've got the answers. Go to stopscaling.com. Yes, you heard right. Go to stopscaling.com where we'll show you the exact way to grow your business this year.